Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at patreon.com slash inspired disorder. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality. This is my top five Jurassic Park movies from the Jurassic Park franchise slash Jurassic World franchise to make it a total of five. Uh, I haven't rewatched these movies in, I mean, the early ones uh, in a long time. Uh, I don't think I've ever rewatched the newest, the Jurassic World movies. I saw both of them in theaters. Uh, and then I saw Jurassic Park 3 in theaters, the only time I've seen it. Um, and of course, the original, I grew up on. I'd, I'd seen it a billion times. One of the VHS tapes that I got as soon as I could, and just, it was one of those, like, Jurassic Park, Speed, uh, and, like, Rumble in the Bronx were, like, on constant rotation. Um, and uh, Forrest Gump. Uh, but in anyway, I'm going to rank them. I'm ranking the top five in June 10th, 2022, assuming it doesn't get rescheduled as movies are wont to do in the Rona days. Uh, there was going to be Jurassic Park, Jurassic World domination, uh, the the third film in the reboot of the franchise, which I wouldn't say it's a reboot necessarily, because it does exist in the same world as the first three movies, uh, for the most part. But let's get it started with my top five ranking of the Jurassic Park films in the Jurassic Park franchise. Starting off with number five, my least favorite Jurassic Park film is Jurassic Park 3. This is a movie that I did see in movie theaters when it came out. Uh, it was released in 2021, July 18th. We had not known of the Twin Towers falling at this point. Not yet. Just a few more months. But another tragedy happened, and it was this movie. This was a horrible movie. This is bad. This is so bad. Not that most Jurassic Park movies are not good. Surprising. Despite how epically amazing one of them is, uh, most of these movies are not good. But this one is the worst. It starts off with a kid parasailing. For some reason, him and his uncle, I think, go parasailing far, far away to some island that, of course, the, the boat driver is hesitant to go because you will be eaten uh but things happen uh the the uh boat gets attacked and the parachute goes and this kid ends up surviving and the kid's like a master survivalist despite the fact he's a child of wealthy parents so i don't know he's just like he's a kid that should be uh, like the character should be like somebody in their 30s who has experience as a survivalist, not a child out in a Jurassic world. Uh, but yeah, it is a bad movie. Sam Neill shows up for this one, which is sad. Like every movie has you know, a cameo from somebody, it seems like. Um, and Sam Neill shows up for this one. Laura Dern, for a small part, for whatever reason, they convince Sam Neill to go on this rescue mission. I don't know why. It's just, I don't know. It is dumb. It's got really bad CG. It's also got this scene where they 3D print the vocal cords or the voice box of a Velociraptor or something, or maybe it was a T-Rex. 
They 3D printed it, which apparently just blowing into makes you communicate like a dinosaur. So much so that towards the end of the scene, oh, this has also got, what's his name? John C. No, not John C. Riley. What's his name? Um, oh, man, I wish I could bring that up real quick. Um, uh, it's got uh, this scene at the end where they're huddled together. They're going to die. Dinosaurs are approaching. They're blowing into uh, the thing. Neil, uh, Sam Neill's blowing into this voice box. And another character's like, no, call for help. You're, you're doing it wrong. Don't just blow into it. Blow into it in the exact way that would be calling for help. Of course, it worked. It's just stupid. It is so bad on every level. It, it's dumb. I hate it. Uh, it's such a bummer. That is why it is my number five. Surprisingly, because I am not a fan of the newest ones. But surprisingly, uh, on the rewatch of all of these, I've reshuffled my thoughts and opinions on these movies. Uh, but always has, always will be. Jurassic Park 3 is my least favorite. It is my number five of the franchise. Uh, moving on to my number four Jurassic Park film. This is the first of the reboots. This is Jurassic World. Um, I wasn't a fan of this when I first saw it. It's doing some interesting stuff, you know. It's got, uh, you know, the, it's got a new park, and it's open. People have been going to it. Uh, it's been run. It's run by uh, one of the most inept humans on Earth. The, the acting is horrible. It's got, oh, my God, I just need to pull these up. Yeah, Jurassic Park. Let's do, yeah. The Jurassic World. Bam. Bryce Dallas Howard. Horrible. And I don't know if it's all her fault. The writing of this movie is dumb. Uh, Chris Pratt. I'm, I'm tired of Chris Pratt, man. I like him. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy the guy. I just don't think he should be in all these movies, getting all these roles. You know, like, he, I don't, I don't know. And this one, it's stupid. You know, he's like taming velociraptors. You know, like he's Caesar Milan of dinosaurs. Please. Bryce Dallas Howard is like the dumbest human being, but some re some, for some reason she's doing the ad sales for attractions at the Jurassic World Park but she's also running the Jurassic World Park. Like, it's very weird the jobs that these people have in this movie, in this park. Uh, it's just really weird. Um, you have, uh, God, what, it's not even showing up on this one. Um, let's see here, Jurassic World. We have ourselves... Uh, Vince D'Onofrio, his character, super confusing. Like, he's, I guess, in charge of the program that's teaching the raptors how to fight, but then, or how to be trained, but then he wants to use that for 
uh, military purposes for some reason. I don't know. It is just a dumb movie. It, it feels so much like a comedy. It feels just like, I don't know. It's just dumb. There's these two kids that I don't care any, anything about who, like, get sent to go uh, to this theme park, this Jurassic World. Their aunt is Bryce Dallas Howard, who couldn't care less that her, her, her relatives are there. She spends little to no time with them. She has, uh, uh, like, an assistant that's with them the whole time whose only qualifications, uh, assumably, is that she has a British accent. The movie is really horrible until the movie has the dinosaurs attacking humans. When everything starts to go bad, that this all this movie also invents a dinosaur. This movie is like humans humans are so tired of dinosaurs. Like I know that SeaWorld is still relevant somehow. Like SeaWorld, they they have like they're still making money and they they just have water creatures. But for some reason, the dinosaur amusement park is just not interesting anymore. So we need to genetically engineer and come up with new dinosaurs. It's just so dumb. So much of this is dumb. And I like a lot of the, the actors in this movie, too. Uh, Jake Johnson is funny. He plays one of the control people. Uh, Laura Lapkus, great She's great. You have uh, the the scientist guy coming back. Jimmy Fallon has a weird cameo. Uh, D.B. Wong is like in every one of these movies. Um, but yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio is it's just like good talent for the most part. Good talent. Just a horrible script. Just stupid. Just so stupid. So much of it. Uh, so anyway, that's why it's my number four. It's like not, I mean, it's, at least it's got some interest. It's got interesting CG. It's trying to do something interesting. The animal attack, the, the dinosaur attacks are interesting at least, uh, which puts it above Jurassic Park three, but it's still stupid. It's still stupid. And Chris Pratt is not, I just, I'm done. I'm tired. Bryce Dallas Howard what this is like one of the worst performances i i don't get like so many of these performances are like i don't get it i don't get it so anyway that's why it's my number four jurassic world a little over four years ago i started the many faces it's an ongoing series of abstract ink portraits each piece is improvised each piece is released daily start collecting now Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF, that stands for The Many Faces, and save yourself 25% when you use coupon code RTS. That stands for The Ray Taylor Show, because that's what you're listening to, and I love you. So I want you to save 25% when you use that coupon code. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF, and use coupon code RTS to save 25% when you start collecting one of over 1,600 original ink paintings by myself. I made them. Support me. I love you. Back to the show. Moving on to my number three favorite Jurassic Park film, that being Jurassic, or I'm sorry, Lost World Jurassic Park. This is the second film in the series 
Uh, this one has a fun cast as well, man. This one, first off, one of the most disappointing aspects of the Lost World Jurassic Park came when the end credits showed up, and I realized that the director who brought us the first Jurassic Park film was also the director that brought us Lost World Jurassic Park. That is the sh most shameful credit because this movie is such a step down from the original. It is such a step down from the original. I mean, it's clearly, it references the original a lot. Like, it's got the water that pools up, except for it's in bigger pools. Uh, you have a fun cast, which is surprising. Jeff Goldblum coming back, amazing. His daughter who is black for some reason, amazing, their relationship. The first third of this movie has some of the best banter. It is very much a comedy. The banter that goes on between Jeff Goldblum and his daughter, Vanessa Chester. Uh, wait, is that her name? Anyway, it's got Vince Vaughn in, uh, in a role. It's got Julianne Moore. <sighs> It's crazy. It's cra It's like, it's got a great cast. It's got a great director. The banter is fun. So anyway, so what's in this one? They like, they're getting paid. Uh, uh, Richard Ham, John Hammond, the guy from that started Jurassic Park, that scientist guy. He's he's now trying to salvage these dinosaurs trying to archive them so that they can get them off the island or what I, I, he's trying to do some humanitarian thing with these dinosaurs so he's sending jeff goldblum which his wife is already there or his, his girlfriend is always already there played by julianne moore um and he's vince vaughn is going because he's you know they're they're going there to archive and 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 see what are all the dinosaurs that are on the island uh, before something happens. And while they're out there doing it, something happens. Uh, which in a lot of ways is similar to the second film in the reboot, but I'll talk about that later. So they're there. The CG, horrible CG. Like this movie starts off, there's a, a family on a cruise on an island, and we see we're introduced to these small dinosaurs that kill a little girl and I think kill the whole family or whatever. And that's what kind of sparks everybody's like, oh shit, there's this other island with dinosaurs on it. Uh, or they just stumbled onto the island that has dinosaurs on it. And uh, so they have to go, they have to archive it. Then this private military group comes and then you have the Jurassic Park hunters that have all their modified vehicles, which I felt like was, and their weapons were all modified and special, very, very sci-fi. It really felt like what they did, like how in the movie, the franchise Aliens, how the first film is a horror film. It's a horror sci-fi film. The second film, Aliens, is an action sci-fi film. That's pretty much what this movie does in a lot of sense, where the first film, very much like a horror sci-fi film. Like, these dinosaurs are alive. We're trying to survive. There are legitimately scary moments. And it's, like, straight-up horror moments. 
And then this one's trying to be more action with this like inventive, just just kind of stupid, overdone. Like, why would they need like these these like they would just they would be using completely different equipment to be getting these dinosaurs. But anyway, so now it, it went from a mission to archive and catalog all the the dinosaurs that are on this island to we got to save these dinosaurs because they're being captured because there's a company that wants to set up a theme park in San Diego. Uh, you know, you got SeaWorld in San Diego. You got the, the Wild Animal Park, the San Diego Zoo. There's a lot of animal attractions in San Diego. So they feel this is a perfect place for another wild animal experience with dinosaurs. So they're going to capture these dinosaurs too. And it's very much like a King Kong type of thing. Like they're, they're trying to, they're bringing these monsters, these giant monsters from an island to the mainland. And guess what? Shit goes sideways. Which is fun to see the dinosaurs in San Diego. It's fun to see San Diego after living there myself. Uh, but there are some stupid stuff. This movie does fall apart towards the end. There's like this scene where the ship that's carrying dinosaurs the captain dies, right? The ship's just out of control, headed towards the the coast of San Diego, headed towards the harbor. Some It's pointed in the right direction. And the people inside the control center on the docks that are looking at the radar see the ship approaching pretty fast. And what do you think happens? They just stay in that building and die. One of the guys, the bad guys, one of the bad guys who's trying to set up this whole theme park leaves just as everything crashes down. But it's like, it's just, it's just dumb. There's some dark scenes that are, you know, my big pet peeve, these dark scenes where you can't see anything. It does have a great scene where they're in like their bus and the bus is going over a cliff because they're trying to help like all these, one of these dinosaurs gets injured and they're trying to help it. Um, but because of that, it's, it's bringing the, the mother of that dinosaur in uh, to protect it, to save it. And, you know, this big giant thing gets pushed over. That's a pretty stressful scene. That's like a scene that feels like Steven Spielberg really cared about it. But so much more, there's this like tracking scene through the forest when when Vince Vaughn and every and and, uh, and uh, Jeff Goldblum first show up, and it's like Jeff Goldblum talking to Julianne Moore, who's just a a chatterbox, like she just loves to talk about information, which is fun, which is interesting, and Jeff like there's a lot of fun banter, there's a lot of fun banter, but then when things go sideways, that's when it's like oh no, oh no, and then they go to San Diego and all those people just die. They see the ship about to plow into them and they just they just stand staring at the at the radar dumb dumb um but yeah still not horrible because the 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 first part was fun the banter was fun i love jeff goldblum and his daughter i thought she was great she has a fun moment where she's doing like these uneven bars like there's a storyline where she got kicked off the gymnastics team, and Jeff Goldblum didn't know. Horrible dad moment for Jeff Goldblum. Uh, but later on, they're like running away from dinosaurs, and there's these uneven bars just uh, specifically uh, placed inside of the shed where she gets to swing around and kick a dinosaur out. And that was fun. 
that was fun. There were some fun moments. The 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 you know, like I said, the when the thing's about to go over uh, is great. You have Richard Schiff plays Eddie Carr. Uh, he's like this scientist guy, but he's like he's like supposed to be their protection. But he's like you know balding. He's like a guy that doesn't seem like the guy that they would send as protection. But he ends up being great. I thought he was great in this movie, trying to save them as that that uh, bus is going over the cliff. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed aspects of this movie, and then it really fell apart. And then when I saw that it was direct, because the whole time I'm like, oh, like I wish they had had a director like Steven Spielberg to like handle this better, because it really feels so tonally off. So much, like it felt so much like a comedy at the beginning of it. So much like a, a comedy. Um, let's see. Uh, is there anything about it that I missed? Uh, XD, King Kong, great banter, a lot of comedy, fun ideas, bad execution. Yeah. So those are my thoughts on uh, Lost World Jurassic Park. Coming in at number three, it's kind of balanced. It's not all bad. Like Jurassic World had a, a scene that was cool, maybe, an idea that was cool. This one a little bit better. The banter was a lot better, at least, in this one. And then it all falls apart halfway through the film. But coming to my number two Jurassic Park film, my second favorite Jurassic Park film of the Jurassic Park franchise is Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. As of this moment, it is the most recent release. It is a movie that uh, is not great. It has a lot of problems. Like I said before, Chris Pratt, you know, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing in this movie, but uh, it's, it's uh, I mean, in both of these movies, it's just kind of stupid. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard couldn't really care less. Jeff Goldblum is a nice little addition. He's, like, testifying. Like, so the premise for, for this one is that the, the island that the dinosaurs are still living after Jurassic World, the theme park, got destroyed. Uh, the dinosaurs are still there, but the volcano on the island is erupting, and they have to figure out if they're going to save the dinosaurs or let them die in the, from the volcano. They were extinct before. Should they become extinct again, or should we try to protect them now that they've been brought back? Which is an interesting moral question considering dinosaurs, you know. You also have very similar themes to uh, Lost World where you have these people who are sent uh, to go for one thing and then a private military shows up to extract the dinosaurs to bring them to the mainland. In this case, they're going to sell them off they're going to auction these dinosaurs off to people from other countries uh to be used as weapons uh instead of to you know populate a theme park um so similar themes to lost world uh the the mansion you have this girl living in a mansion uh from the a guy who is a partner apparently with john hammond uh, for like he's part of the the guy that created the the thing, and he wants to protect the dinosaurs, um, but his handler kind of is co coordinating 
uh, behind his back to auction them off. Uh, but it's consistent. There's some fun characters. Bryce Dallas Howard plays like this. This she's like she went from running this theme park to now she wants to protect all these animals. She's like the head of this conservation effort to protect the dinosaurs. Um, and she gets tasked with going back to the island to try and uh, to uh, archive. I forget what their initial thing was to go back and do. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, they, but they go to this island, and just like in the first one, you know, military comes in, private military comes in to uh, throw shit against the fan. But then there's also a volcano that they're running from. It's just got some really fun action moments, which are good, like really beautiful action moment when the, the, the volcano is going off. Like there's this scene where everybody that survives after the volcano explodes is on this military barge taking the dinosaurs and the stowaways away from the island. And you see the island, you know, smoke and, and ash and all this stuff. And you see like this silhouette of this brontosaurus in, in like lit up from like the fire, you know, can't do anything. It's stuck on the coast and it's just going to die. Like super tragic, but also extremely beautiful shot. Like there are a couple beautiful like shots in this in this movie that are at least a couple pluses to the whole thing because the whole idea that like Chris Pratt is like the dinosaur wrangler extraordinaire he's like the dinosaur whisperer and then you have Bryce Dallas Howard going and she brings along two of her like employees from this like people that work on phones they're not like uh, they're just like kids taking to go on this mission like a lot of it is stupid but it's consistently fun at least it's uh, a fun action movie I, the way it ends i love the the girl at this mansion where they're auctioning everything off uh she she wants to, she ends up letting releasing all of the dinosaurs into the mainland because they're in northern california is where this mansion's located so instead of san diego it's northern california um but it's got some great moments. It's got some great moments. You actually get to see a lot of different dinosaurs, despite the fact that they invented a dinosaur uh, for this new franchise. Um, and, you know, the end, you get to see all of the dinosaurs kind of running around different parts of the U.S., like, you know, about to attack suburban, you know, suburban life in the United States. So I'm looking forward to the, the next movie coming out. I think that one's going to be a lot of fun. I don't think it's going to be anywhere near as good a quality as the first one. But let's get to it with my number one, my favorite Jurassic Park film should go without any hesitation, without any surprise. It is Jurassic Park, the very first in the franchise also directed by Steven Spielberg, but in a way that's far more superior and better and, 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 and just engineered perfectly than all the others. Where all the others seem like they, they really tried to one-up the special effects of the first one when they didn't realize that the first one was a horror movie. was a, a horror movie that blended practical effects and digital effects better than most movies do today, and it was the first to do it. 
it's a movie that I watched so many behind the scenes, so much behind the scenes footage, documentaries growing up, currently. Any kind of information about this movie, I love. There was a part I remember about the foley of this movie, how they, they made the sounds of like the dinosaurs coming out of the shell. So many of the small details of this movie and how everything was executed. I loved it so much. The, the, the time, the way everything was, I mean, it looks amazing. It has nighttime scenes where you can actually see what's going on. You have the scene where the Jeep gets flipped over and the kids are like holding up this plexiglass roof while the T-Rex is trying to attack them. You have the original, you know, just before that, the rings in the water. You have the kitchen scene where the kid. I mean, the kids are amazing in this, by the way. The kids are epic in this movie. You want to talk about two kids that are great in a, in a horror film, a horror adventure film? These kids, one of them, super smart kid, boy, interested in dinosaurs, loves the fact that they got these other scientists there. You know, you have, uh, you have uh, Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblooming it up, you know? You have uh, Samuel L. Jackson. You have uh, Norm from, Ch- from Seinfeld. I don't know his name. Uh, it's just, it's, it's a classic. It's a the classic from top to bottom. Amazing score, which none of the other movies have. The, the score is perfect. I mean, maybe the second one has hints of it, but this perfect score, John Williams score. Just amazing film from top to bottom, expertly executed on every level. I don't have a problem at all with Sam Neill's accent. He sounds like a guy who is from Australia and lived in the U.S. for a long time. So he's got a a, a very Americanized accent, which apparently he was the direct Spielberg told him to go in between his whatever American accent he was going to try and do and his his native accent with I think is Australian, maybe New Zealand. Uh, And he told him to go somewhere in between, which is fine. I mean, I've met plenty of people who have lived in the United States and have adopted more of an Americanized accent uh, version of their homeland. Like Michael Bisbing, for one, is a fighter, an MMA fighter from the UK, lives in LA, been here for a long time, and he has developed more of an American accent, style UK accent, because he does commentary. He's on TV. He's like, uh, he's in, he, he, uses his voice he's communicating so he's kind of he's adjusted it quite a bit and so that happens so that's what his character kind of feels like uh but yeah it's a great movie everything holds up in this movie uh it's a classic it's a movie that i watched i remember watching in theaters and being blown away and then when it became available on vhs it was a movie that i watched uh, constantly it was it was just one of those great movies uh, that it's a shame that the franchise has never even gotten close to. Never even gotten close to. There's a couple moments in Lost World, you know, and then most of the other ones are just, like, not that great. But I'm hoping that the third, that uh, the newest one that's supposed to be coming out is going to be fun. Uh, and uh, hopefully closes out the franchise. Hopefully. But I enjoyed re-watching it, revisiting it. 
and uh, surprising that uh, you know Jurassic World made it up as far as it did. I didn't expect it to be number two, but it's kind of a low bar for this franchise. Kind of a low bar. But anyway, let me know how you rank the Jurassic Park films from top to bottom. Uh, do you like the new ones? Do you hate the new ones? They just seem cheesy as hell, man, uh, to me, especially rewatching them. It's like, ugh, it is just so bad. So much of it's so bad. Like, every aspect of it is so bad. Like, there are so many scenes in these new movies where it's like a character is talking about, where are all the dinosaurs, right? And the camera's facing, looking at them. And then the camera just turns to, to show you what they're looking at. And it's a giant field full of dinosaurs. It's like, who's making this movie? Who's making this movie? Do you not understand the reality of the, the movie you're making for these characters? You can't be like, oh, where's these dinosaurs? And then you just turn the cameras like, oh, there they are in this open field that's been in front of us this whole time. Anyway, uh, that's it. Jurassic Park, the first one's the shit. The score is the shit. Uh, and if you've never seen it, watch uh, Swiss Army Man. There's a reference to Jurassic Park in that movie that I, I quite enjoy. Anyway, uh, but that's it. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on IGTV, YouTube, everywhere else podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad free over at Patreon.com slash Inspired Disorder. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Peace out!